0: Look what we have here, Karlski. Bada boom! Hey? Biggest hey! nerds in the room.
1: Official WWE Comic Con moderators since 2012. All we see are a couple of top nerds. You're listening to Mo Lightning and Balls.
0: Watch out for the low blow. The the dirtiest Aa- move in the game. A wrestling audio. Holy crap! It's the low blow on WrestlingAudio.com. We've done so many triple threat shows recently or, or no shows that honestly, I didn't expect to do another low blow till probably closer to SummerSlam. <laughs> it's craziness. Craziness, <laughs> I tell you. I'm Mo Lightning. He is balls. Balls, how are you, man?
1: I'm good. I'm good, man
0: excellent excellent and of course we get the low blow back on track raw recap smackdown recap as we usually do uh, mm-hmm. on this show we, we've we been a little off track here in 2018 we get back on track just in time for next week's wrestlemania special
1: <laughs> well it's, it's good to stay in practice so i mean at least we both did recaps i mean like, that's that's a victory in and of itself.
0: That's very true. That's very true. Next week, WrestleMania special, where we won't be doing recaps. We will mention if anything big goes down on Raw or SmackDown. But uh, aside from maybe another match or two being confirmed or more entrance into the Battle Royals being confirmed, I can't imagine the shows are going to be all that shocking. And not to say they won't be entertaining, but uh, we're going to be doing nothing but WrestleMania predictions, talk and, and hype and and, and everything. Less than two weeks out before the show, are you excited for WrestleMania?
1: Oh man. Uh, I hate to be put on the spot for this, but no. Mm. Not not right now. Um I posted it on, on Twitter the other night. Um not that anyone follows me, but it was there. And I made the joke that it, it WrestleMania should be renamed uh what Multi Man Match Mania because that's that's all it feels like. It's, Realistically, I think the only singles match, there, there's very few of them, are, you know, Styles, Nakamura, uh, the Lesnar for the title, Lesnar-Roman. Um, that's it. So many multi-man matches, and it's just hard to get excited for it. A lot of it just seems thrown together. Then maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But for right now, no, I'm not that excited.
0: I mean, I'm excited because it's WrestleMania time and and people in general, wrestling fans in general, are excited for what we're about to see. I mean, we're going to there is going to be some incredible matches at WrestleMania. There's going to be some duds as there typically is. (laughs) Uh, But like you, I'm not as excited as I should be. Uh, And and I hate admitting that we're hosting this wrestling show. (laughs) Our job is to hopefully help build people up and get excited for the programs. Um, But that's also where that's not our job. Entirely, I mean, like, I want to promote the best things of wrestling. Like, if we don't like something, if we don't like Impact Wrestling, don't dwell on it. Don't bitch and moan about it for week after week after week. Just don't watch the show. Uh, But ultimately, (laughs) it's WWE's job to get us excited.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And and I see your frustration, uh, disappointment, whatever word you'd use. I see it. I agree with it. Because there is so many people being thrown on this card that... It's great that they're all getting a spotlight. They're getting that WrestleMania paycheck, that bonus, whatever. But when when every single match feels like it's a multi-person match, it's hard to get invested when, when even the build for most of it is just, well, we're either exchanging wins and losses or it's random tag matches.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, so, I mean, WrestleMania is still going to be a good time. I am fearing how long of a show it's going to be now. <laughs> 10 years ago, 20 years ago as a as a fan I would have been on Cloud 9 for a 12 hour pro wrestling day and maybe it's similar to the Super Bowl where you got a whole day's worth of coverage you're excited for it uh, but that's that's a lot of Michael Cole to put up with. Oh, God, a lot of Michael Cole. Yeah, I don't know if I can do all that. But WrestleMania special next week, uh, we'll probably be a little bit more enthused for it as the week (laughs) goes on. Today, Raw and SmackDown to get to. Thought we'd also talk NXT real quick. Tis the season for not just WrestleMania, but post-WrestleMania rumors of who's returning, who's coming, who's going. And nowadays, who's getting called up from NXT.
1: Absolutely. Uh, There's a pretty decent roster of rumored names coming up from NXT this year.
0: Right, which if you follow us specifically at Wrestling Audio on Facebook, we did share this list with you a couple of days ago asking your Mm -hmm. thoughts on it, but I have yet to chime in. has really yet to chime in, so we thought we would go through the newest rumored list of NXT people moving up. The good, the bad, and the between. (laughs) We'll start with the, the tag team, the faction. Uh, the group okay. of sanity, Eric Young, Killian Dane, Alexander Wolfe, and Nikki Cross—all of them,
1: all of them. Man, I, it would be great to see them move up. Um, I, honest to God, thought they were going to be a when when they debuted. I thought they were going to be a feeder system for the Wyatt family. Um, but now, I, I if they get caught up as a group together, I I think you got to keep them on SmackDown. You got to keep them away from the Wyatt comparisons at this point. Although now you have Bludgeon Brothers on SmackDown. That's what I was going to really...
0: say is you got the Bludgeon Brothers, which I'd be more concerned about because at least there's that potential for Bray Wyatt to mm-hmm. get that repackaging. Braun Strowman's doing his own thing. It might almost be safer yeah. uh, to either put them on Raw or move the Bludgeon Brothers over to Raw and keep them sanity on SmackDown.
1: Uh, maybe. Um, I, I do think they are a fun group So with a very unique feel. So I do think they'll do well if they get caught up. They'll, it'll be a lot of fun.
0: I'm curious to see how the crowd's going to react to them. They're a good group. They're hardworking. I, I think they'll win over the crowd. But they're one of the gimmicks that I wonder, will WWE main roster creative get?
1: Ooh, that's a very good point.
0: That's, I guess, my concern is that they will be treated like feeders to the Bludgeon Brothers or just another white family, which may or may not be a good thing. We don't have an existing Wyatt family right now. <laughs> uh, but I'm okay with the call-up. I think Eric Young deserves uh, some WWE main roster time for a guy yes. who has traveled the world, has worked for so many different companies, and while he still feels young, he's <laughs> his, his his age, his physical age is not as young as he appears.
1: No, no, it's not. Um, and I think some of these they're very unique. Like Nikki Cross is not your typical women's wrestler. She doesn't look like your typical women's wrestler, which I, I think could be a lot of fun. Um, Killian Dane is a beast. Uh, a guy's just and he also does not look anything like what a typical WWE star looks like, and I, I kind of love that. Um, I do think it's kind of smart to get like a Killian Dane maybe Sanity out of NXT before um, like Warbeard, Hansen and these guys come up from the ones that are on the touring circuit who came in from the independents come up to the actual NXT brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so avoid comparisons between them two. So I, I, I do think Sanity could be pretty cool on the main roster.
0: I am... I am... Um, I, I, um... Worried, I guess it, it, we're just assuming they're going to SmackDown, but also yeah. with the superstar shakeup, it's hard to say where people are going to be coming and going. Uh, but Sanity has some potential. Nikki Cross does stand out, but she reminds me a lot of uh, that other member of the Riot Squad. <laughs> not Ruby, not Liv, oh. the other one,
1: Sarah Logan.
0: Sure, I like <laughs> I, I, it's not not exact characters. I mean, it's not the exact oh. same gimmick, but. If WWE doesn't do anything for uh for Nikki Cross, I could see where fans may start comparing them.
1: Okay, I can see that.
0: And maybe that's good, maybe that's bad again. It's it's hard to say, but I think yeah. ultimately Sanity moving up is a good thing. Uh and hopefully mm-hmm. they stick together. We also thought Enzo Cass and Carmella were all going to be called up together and that didn't happen.
1: Yeah, oh man.
0: And then when and then when the third did get called up, she was put on the other show. So <laughs> You know Eric Young. Watch, watch sanity not even come up. Uh, uh, watch all these guys come up, but but not as as a group because that makes perfect sense.
1: Uh, well, really, the group is the only way Alexander Wolf has a chance in hell
0: of, of <laughs>
1: <laughs> being nice. Um, the group is the only way that he hits the main roster. I. I think he's okay, he wrestles well, but there's nothing to me that stands out about Alexander Wolfe, except for the fact that he's insanity.
0: Yeah, well, maybe he's there to be the jobber for the group. It's hard to say. They, they all have their roles. Yeah. But uh, moving on, the Authors of Pain expected to be moved up, which we've been calling, not mm-hmm. us specifically, but just wrestling fans in general, have been calling for months now.
1: Yeah, th- they've hit their pinnacle of what they can do in NXT, not much, I mean, they won the Dusty Roads Classic, they've been tag champs, they've beaten pretty much everybody at this point, except for some of the new teams coming up. Not much for Authors of Pain left to do. Um, I do hope that uh, Ellering comes up with them. They need a manager with them when they come up. Lost opportunity
0: opinion. if they don't bring Paul up, too.
1: Yes, Um,
0: Yeah. Can can you imagine if you could somehow get Paul Heyman uh, mixed in (laughs) with a a feud so you could have Ellering versus Heyman on the mic?
1: Oh, God, that'd be so great.
0: Oh, man. Uh, And in and in 2018, it's a crazy thought that that could actually happen to some extent. (laughs) But uh, I would put them if they're moving up as expected, which Mm -hmm. I believe they deserve. I, I would move them over to Raw right now. And if Braun Strowman and his partner do win tag championships, then uh, maybe have these guys be the beasts that step up to him.
1: I can see that, yeah. That makes sense.
0: Now, do you debut them right after WrestleMania? Did do you wait a little bit, let the bar get their rematch, possibly?
1: I'd, I'd kind of wait, let, let them get the rematch. I don't, I don't think the Authors of Pain are the type of group that can... No one... While I think everyone wants to see them on the main roster... People are not going to lose their minds for the authors of pain making a debut. No. At least I don't. I don't feel.
0: Now they'll get a I, bigger I ovation if it is the night after WrestleMania or the SmackDown yeah. after WrestleMania because those crowds are very educated, very livid, mm-hmm. uh, very rabid. So, so anybody you debut or call up on those shows is going to get a monster reaction. But you can't also debut everybody on those shows. Yeah. Uh, I would. I would. Space some of these debuts out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially if you have the whole list that we have, and they all debut in two days, that would be
0: a <laughs> well. Lot. We had two women's trios debut a day apart from each other, so so <laughs> why not? Uh, moving on. Uh, speaking of women, the iconic duo Billy Kay and Peyton Royce,
1: uh, which is funny because they've been kind of a- a- uh, I was going to say obsolescent, but that's not a word. Um, I
0: like it though. <laughs>
1: They have been not on NXT for a while. They've been absent, which is the word I was looking for, from NXT screens for a while. So uh, there was an injury rumor to, I believe, Peyton Royce, but I don't think anyone has ever confirmed anything at this point. But I think the iconic duo are awesome. Um, I think together they make a lot of sense on the main roster. Um, They remind me a little bit of Lay Cool, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I think more mi- mainly just because it's a duo of women. Um I'm not sure where to put them at this point though because there's I don't want to say there's an abundance of women, but there's a decent amount of women everywhere at this point. Like my heart says Smackdown, but I think I've legit called Smackdown for every call-up so far. So
0: <laughs> The land of uh, opportunity for a reason. Yes. And, uh
1: <laughs> That's the problem is like I'm like here Crowd this roster that only has two hours to show when your number one low light most weeks is, how come not everyone are on TV? Yeah, <laughs> so let's give them more wrestlers. Um,
0: I, I think I, if you're keeping Alexa Bliss heel, and if you're keeping her yeah. on Raw, putting them on that show while on the mic would be entertaining, you already have a very strong heel presence. And you can't just have one heel, I get that. But I, I think their characters and hers right now have too much crossover. Yeah. Or at least last time we saw the iconic duo to, to have a lot of character crossover that could be avoided. Maybe you just keep them apart for a while, but uh, I I move them up. I would probably put them on SmackDown too, uh, with the mm-hmm. superstar shakeup in mind, who's coming and going. You have a lot of right now cheered individuals with Charlotte and Becky and Naomi uh, specifically on SmackDown. You know, three top stars. And if Asuka wins that belt by chance at WrestleMania, then she yeah. could be moving over to SmackDown. That's four very popular faces in that one division that you got Natalia, you got the, the riot squad, you got Carmella. but we've also seen that for a while now, maybe some fresh heel blood uh, mixing in with some of these other stars is not a bad thing. Like uh, uh, T generation X or whatever uh, Becky and Charlotte call themselves against the iconic <laughs> duo. Yeah,
1: that'd be cool.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. You know, two face besties that the crowd loves against, I guess, these young uh, up and coming starlets. I think there's a lot of potential there. And I'm glad they did not debut with the women's rumble, by the way.
1: Uh, I am, too, actually,
0: especially the way that the women's division has kind of just stalled over the last yeah. two months here. I'm glad they didn't debut and then get moved up to a main roster just to do nothing.
1: Now, do you think they're going to debut in the women's WrestleMania Battle Royal?
0: I think it's possible. I think it's possible. I, I don't know. I assume it's twenty stars that they're going to shoot for in the Battle Royal. So probably. You you got a solid roster, but I don't believe you have twenty spots. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I have. Yet to stop to look at the roster. (laughs) Do we have Uh, 20 divas, excuse me, superstars ready to go?
1: Yeah, um, I think when we counted, and I could be wrong, when we counted women for the Royal Rumble match, we were only at like 18. And you have to imagine that the women going for the titles would not be in the Royal Rumble or would not be in the WrestleMania Battle Royal. So you're probably down to 15 or 16.
0: Well, that number, I remember the 18 or 19 we had was discluding the two champions, Alexa and Charlotte. Yeah. So, so that, we're only going to drop down to 16 at the lowest, I'm guessing. And, Assuming well, everybody's I, healthy.
1: Yeah, and I thought it—I thought the 18 included Paige because we didn't know at the time. Mm-hmm. So like I said, my number could be off a little bit, but we're close to 20, but not there. So like I could see your NXT Women's Champion being in it. Uh, just like their Royal Rumble and and some other women from NXT.
0: Yeah, uh, you got to pick and choose. You gotta uh, you you don't want to debut or have too many show up if they're not going to do well, but you don't want all of yeah. these stars to do well I- at the expense, in spite of your current roster. So it's a tough spot to be in, and uh, I love saying that every single show WWE <laughs> often handles it well. The, this first ever WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. It's a question mark, especially Mm -hmm. with the winner. Does it does the winner even make a difference? Yeah, which we'll get to to. we'll get to some comments that were made on Raw that um, irked me, rubbed me the wrong way when it comes to these battle royals. But moving on, Roderick Strong expected to be moved up from NXT.
1: Uh, I could see that Um, he had a good showing on 205 Live, um, and I do think that would be his destination. Yeah, Uh, whether or not they get some time on Raw. It's technically a raw brand or what have you. Uh, he he was a lot of fun, I thought, in matches against um, Hideo Itami and and uh, the other one he was in, that whose name escapes me right now. Well, the matches were good. So I think he could do well on 205 Live because he's not the high flyer that a lot of these other guys are. Um,
0: but he can mix it up with players. the high yeah. flyers, which is nice.
1: Absolutely. He can still he can let that shine, but still do a more ground based wrestling. And so I could see that being a lot of fun on 205 live.
0: I mean, it's conceptually similar to Samoa Joe. Yes. Where Joe, especially back in the X Division in TNA, was not the high flyer of an AJ Styles or Christopher Daniels or Chris Sabin or Amazing Red or any of those guys. But yet <laughs> he perfectly mixed into that whole division because of the smart style he has.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And I think Roderick would work in those regards. Now, do you think Roderick could be a top star on 205 Live? Or is he so adaptable that he becomes the stepping stone?
1: Man, I think yeah, I think if he becomes two hundred five live official, I think he would come in with fanfare, and and he'd probably hold the title at some point. But I do think he'd drop down to becoming like a stepping stone. I really do.
0: Almost more of a transitional champion to build up whatever the next yeah. most likely big heel would be. Yes. Yeah, I agree. 205 Live's his destination, which also means there is a chance we see him on Raw, which you would have told us 5-10 years ago, Roderick Strong is going to be on Raw. We would have laughed at you. Yes, we would have. We're all going to laugh at you. <laughs> uh, Andrade Cien Almas, the current NXT champion, expected to move up.
1: Yeah. Um, I just double-checked. He's at uh, Andrade Cien Almas is at 210 pounds, so uh, not for 205 Live. Um, <laughs> what. Did- The check before I said something. Um, Not to say you couldn't
0: lose five pounds. No,
1: exactly, yeah. Uh, Shave, you're done, you're good. Um, If he does not come up with Selena Vega, complete wasted opportunity. Mm -hmm. Uh, You need to bring his business manager up with him.
0: Um, Can you imagine NXT losing, not just these names in general, mm -hmm. I mean, in this case, your NXT champion could work both you know, whatever main roster brand and, and and NXT for a while. Should he lose the belt here in a in a week's time? Uh, but can you imagine NXT losing Selena Vega and uh, Paul Ellering at the same time?
1: I know they'd go back to having no managers. Poor um, guys. All right, I do think Andrade and would be good on Raw. Um, I, I- think.
0: I'll, I'll I'll interrupt you. I'll cut you off here and mention that I, I don't. I never even considered 205 Live for this guy. I think WWE so hell bent, and for so many years now, trying to get the Mexican audience up. They haven't had that big star since Rey Mysterio left, and they've tried individuals. They've tried Sin Cara and Callisto, and most notably Alberto Del Rio, but they haven't found that star in, in this time. And I think Andrade is one of their next big opportunities, one of their next big chances. So you move him to a main roster spot and not 205 Live where the rest of your Mexican wrestlers are.
1: (laughs) You're not wrong. Um, Do you think his gimmick is too much like Del Rio, where he's like a rich, arrogant, playboy-type character?
0: I think there's there's going to be comparisons. I, I think in pro wrestling in general, if you have any sort of gimmick that's somewhat reminiscent of someone else, that then you're going to get those comparisons. I don't think this is a bad comparison necessarily. He can work. I think as yeah. long as he just puts the effort into the ring, and his opponents can go toe to toe with him or Zelina on the microphone, mm-hmm. I think he'll be fine. I, I don't. I, I think there will be early comparisons but I think he'll be able to break them given some time.
1: This is where we find out that this is the whole reason they brought Del Rio back is just to lose to Andrade Cianomas, and then he's gone again.
0: Which I'd be fine with. You bring oh, in God. a veteran to put over a young talent.
1: That I love that so much. Um,
0: yeah, they put like their fortunes on the line. It's like fortune <laughs> versus fortune. It'd be great. <laughs> Zelina mixes it up with uh, Ricardo Rodriguez for uh, yes. a match. Oh, great. <laughs> outstanding stuff yes uh, uh and then the last name on this list uh would be no way jose
1: <laughs> and if you would have asked me if i thought there was a chance that he'd hit the main roster i would have said no way jose um
0: Whoa, ho, 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 ho. oh, oh, oh <laughs> well, he's got the jokes <laughs> he's got terrible
1: terrible dad jokes um i think no way would probably do better on raw um I do think this is kind of like a sink or swim for No Way Jose, though. I mean, he's been okay in NXT, but not great. Um, He's fun. He's freaking basically Adam Rose, but that's a slightly different gimmick. Um, So I do think he'll come up. He'll be perennial mid-card. I think he'll be a lot of fun and that, but I don't think people are going to take him seriously
0: it's It's funny you say this, and I'm glad you said everything you just said there, because I think no way Jose is a very interesting character to call up. i I relate him to two characters who are radically different. Uh, Ooh, but I'll okay. start with the more recent relation, Elias. Elias okay. was a guy who was, as you said, okay. Uh, yeah. To use your term in NXT, a guy who brought up to the main roster wasn't expected to do anything. And if it was up to us judging by his NXT run, Elias would not be Elias. He'd be under a different name on the indies right now. <laughs> and I think yeah. uh, I think no way Jose is in the exact same position where they probably see something in him that we don't. And then I'm going to relate to to name number two. He reminds me of Brodus Clay. Okay. Where he is a character that would not be taken seriously or as seriously as he could Mm -hmm. be taken by NXT. But when you move him up to the main roster, he has a general mass audience appeal in his charismatic nature that could get him over in the mid card, in my opinion.
1: Oh, yeah, I, I agree with that. I just I mean, I don't know.
0: I mean, I don't, much, I don't, yeah. y- obviously, if you're the wrestler, if you're the superstar, you always 99 out of 100 times you want to be the world champion. Yes. There are some people probably like the boogeyman who are comfortable knowing their role. <laughs> Uh, so, so Jose probably wants to move up And be your WWE or Universal Champion If possible Probably willing to work his way up, sure mm-hmm. uh, But that's probably his goal Will this character in its current incarnation Become a world champion? Most likely not But that doesn't mean that he's not Going to be successful though
1: Yeah I'm waiting for a year from now When Creative has completely given up And is just Jose And he's like the fourth Uso He's well, actually yeah. an actual inmate at the Uso Penitentiary.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once they drop the other parts of his name, yes. Mm hmm. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. He's uh,
0: Why why has there not been an NWJ shirt, by the way? Or or, or the <laughs> NW Joe.
1: Oh, I don't know.
0: How how have they not done a spoof shirt of No Way Jose and NWO? Not have they not compared those? But anyway, I okay. think I think he may do well. Like Brodus Clay was a beast and a completely different character in NXT, even in his early WWE run, uh, yeah. and then then became this dancing gimmick. And you shouldn't be taking it seriously, but the crowds loved it, or at least for a while. Once when WWE creative cared about him, the crowds did too.
1: But yes, and then they called his mama. Yeah. You
0: you you could argue that for almost any star, though. <laughs> Once creative gives up on you then yeah you do have a little bit of an uphill battle from there. So no yeah. way Jose is the biggest question mark from here, but all because you you, you have had uh success with CN All-Miss or some of these others does not guarantee uh, a great run in the in the main roster.
1: No. Uh, we're looking at you uh Tyler Breeze. <laughs> yeah? Which That's... I'm a huge Tyler Breeze fan, so it pains me to say that, but yes.
0: I all mean, right. You I'm sure people would argue Baron Corbin. Some people are like, yeah, he's had a great run. Others, not so much.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, I'm, you're very right. That would be a fun show to do at some point. Where we, like, just examine the main roster careers of NXT call-ups.
0: Yeah. We should That'd do be that fun. sometime. We'll do that sometime this summer or spring somewhere.
1: Yeah, I like it. We'll never remember it by then, but yes.
0: Oh, God, no. But somebody will remind us, though. Don't worry.
1: God, I hope so. Yeah, that's your job out there let us remind us after wrestlemania
0: you have no it. problem letting us know when we're wrong so yeah. if we forget this remind us please yes yeah. all right so so moving on let's uh, let's talk in chronological order let's talk about the monday night show it is your raw recap and they want to go out on their own terms not like this the highs and lows of monday night a magic killer through the table it's, it's time for your raw recap, recap. Six highs, six lows for a three-hour program. We typically start with the highlights because the lowlights are usually more fun to talk
1: about. <laughs> yeah, they are.
0: Yeah, so uh, highlight number six, WWE censors being a second too late when Nia Jax called Alexa a little bitch. <laughs> Walking up that ramp or just about to leave the ring, whatever. I'm like, oh, i will get you, you little bitch, and then like, then the silence hits. Like, oh, you were, you were late. <laughs> that dump button just a split second too late man mm. but it's so good it was so good uh, number five highlight man I can't believe the team Youngbloods pulled off such an impossible sweep against the American Ninja Warrior veterans <laughs> I was watching before Raw started I could believe clean sweep from those underdogs can't believe it <laughs> man i saw that as
1: well but
0: wow well it's it's it's, there were some good moments when wrong there was some not so good moments i had to fill the list somehow (laughs) number four made me laugh out loud it actually would have been higher had michael cole not ruined it at the end but michael cole was called out for the word obnoxious before last week's ultimate deletion wow you know, they did a little little announcer spotlight on the three of them where Michael Cole was starting to talk, and then Corey Graves and coach just absolutely vultured on top of him and said, <laughs> no, 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 use the word you said last week, Cole. Yeah, you said obnoxious. And then they go into the promo piece. Corey Graves works overtime to try to promote how awesome it was. Uh, <laughs> I love the coach. I'm so happy he's back because he is, he is me on commentary. He's just kind of like, he's in between. He's like, yeah, it was good, but it could have been better.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, But then, but at the end, Michael Cole, before they went to commercial or promo, said, oh, yeah, yeah, it was obnoxious and just like ruined all progress they made.
1: Uh, Yeah.
0: Uh, Number three, the line I live in LA. (laughs) <laughs> which if you're paying half attention to raw you may not realize that they were in cleveland which uh, the yeah, promoted hometown for the miz so welcome mm-hmm. back well welcome back huge chance for the miz who starts off miz tv by saying i live in la yes can't even soak up those cheers what a good heel
1: oh god what a
0: so good. good heel. Speaking of Miz TV, Miz TV, the number two highlight, exceeding my expectations <laughs> with the Miztourage t- uh, tension. I groaned when they promoted that Balor and Rollins were going to be guests again.
1: Oh, yeah, I did too.
0: But I like how they did it. I, I I actually really felt that the Miztourage was going to break away from the Miz. So when they attacked the, the two faces at the end, it swerved me. It was... Very well done for something that I went in with very low expectations for.
1: Oh, yeah. When he said Mr. Perfect, I was like, oh, snap.
0: Yeah, it was was, was uh, good. I believe you'd be in catering if it wasn't for me. Like, there were some good lines. Uh, Uh, It was a little weird, like, the group's about to implode, and then Rollins interrupts, and then the group's about to implode again, and then Balor interrupts? Yeah. You think the faces would be smart enough to let them implode?
1: Exactly,
0: yep. I mean, it's a very diabolical scheme if you think about it. Like, The Miz and his plan, they were counting on the faces interrupting. Yeah. If, oh, you, th- yeah. if you stop to think of the fundamentals of this plan, it's very Dr. Evil. <laughs> There's a lot of layers to this that needed to fall into place to happen. <laughs> but it did, and it was entertaining, so kudos to them. And then the number one highlight is going to be controversial to a lot of people. I... Ooh. I believe I'm among the minority that loved this. Uh, I think most people disliked it, if not outright hated it. But my number one highlight from Raw was the Stephanie McMahon Triple H promo piece. Ah, uh, did you did you see this promo? I didn't. Okay, it's no. it's it's a long form piece, which okay. again rewind a little bit where mm-hmm. it was Triple H and Stephanie. A lot of workout footage, a lot of workout yeah. footage, but explaining why they're disappointed in Ronda and why they're disappointed in Kurt Angle and that they're going to beat these guys' ass at WrestleMania, but because they're they're professionals, they'll go back to what's best for business the next night on Raw. No hard feelings, blah, 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 but they're going to humble Ronda. They're going to humble Angle, and it shows how serious they are in their workouts, and it was very egotistical, and that's exactly what, to me, Heel should be, but a lot of people took this as McMahon's taking over TV.
1: Ah, which I could see. I mean, the way you're describing it though sounds perfect for what they're trying to pull off.
0: Oh yeah, let's. Okay, we're we're at this recording, 11 days away from WrestleMania. Ronda Rousey wins. (laughs) <laughs> is that is it is it too early? Spoilers: Ronda yeah. wins, not Ronda and Angle win the match. That, that's going to happen specifically. Ronda wins the match. Yes. And if Stephanie's not a threat, is that as good of a moment?
1: No, you have to build her up a little bit.
0: And it's like, I saw some other professional sites. I typically don't read other reviews or listen to other wrestling podcasts because I want my own original content. I want my own thoughts, my own opinions. Uh, But for some reason, I was drawn to, to, to this opinion. And this other professional, this other pro podcaster had mentioned that Stephanie's never been built up as a serious physical threat in the range that she's never been built up in such a way. So these workout videos and these midnight training sessions that they're focusing on in this promo piece was wrong and incorrect. It was not a good way to build this match, but I, I wholeheartedly disagree with the entire thing that this gentleman said because <laughs> Stephanie has been uh, as a, as a former women's champion um, mm-hmm. and then her taking on uh, Brie Bella Years ago at SummerSlam, there is, she has been booked as a threat, and if you follow Instagram or any of the socials, you know that WWE and herself not shy at all at promoting how physically active she is and how much she trains, and and let's say even if this guy was right, and she isn't promoted as a McMahon who can defy the odds at any time, um, if she's a frail weakling, then mm-hmm. th- then why is this match even happening then? I'm like, you need oh, yeah. to have some sort of doubt that the good guys are going to win. Absolutely. That's just fundamental storytelling. If you know, and that's why I've had a lot of issues with, and it's off topic, Superman over <laughs> much of my life. Superman to me is a boring character because it's hard to find a good threat.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Not to say there can't be good stories told, but, you know, overall there's a threat. And even then, I guess you could kind of say Batman's fallen into that recently. Like, oh, it's Batman. He can do anything. Well, if Batman <laughs> doesn't have a threat, then what's the point? Yeah. Uh, same thing. I'm not saying Ronda Rousey is Superman. <laughs> but the way they're going to build her and the way they're hoping that the promotional machine supports her and a lot of new eyes are going to start watching her throughout her WWE career, uh, you, you want her to look good. But if you have no doubt that she's going to win this match which i have no doubt. Yeah. Um but you you need to build some sort of it, uh, attention, some sort of uh, ad, adversary. <laughs> you know, it's it's going to be hard you Ronda's in that is in that rough spot of she's not a trained wrestler yet. She's getting there, but she's yeah. not trained wrestler yet. But you can't have her make like, uh, look like a fool in the ring either. No, no, no. So it's hard to find that safe opponent. Stephanie can wrestle her. It may not be the best wrestling we've ever seen, but she can wrestle her. Make Ronda look like a million bucks, and Ronda can still play it safe in the ring and do the basics. Hmm. Um. I thought it was a great promo. I you need to watch it, balls, because I'm really curious to get your thoughts on it. Uh. Okay. But there's been some back and forth fighting I've had on on my Twitter and the wrestling audio Twitter and private messages. People have reached out to me to yell at me <laughs> yeah. on this one. I just I thought it was great, but people people don't like it. Or, oh, she's a McMahon. She's just stealing all the time. We talked about this on the Triple Threat last week. Like it or not, McMahons are marquee names. They are. And, and Stephanie is one of the best because we want to see her get her ass kicked. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if Vince McMahon Absolutely. comes out and wrestle, we groan, but we don't doubt it. But Stephanie's in the prime of her health, and we doubt it. I, I just don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. Lowlights no. uh, from Monday Night Raw this week. Both Bailey and Sasha are unlikable now. <laughs> just like, are they, do they have yeah. a match at WrestleMania? Cause I know they were promoting that they're both in the battle Royal, but I'm still no. seeing other cards for uh, announcing that they have an official match too.
1: Not that I've seen.
0: I don't know. It's I uh, I don't know, but they're both unlikable for this feud where I should be liking one of them. I just kind of <laughs> want them to, to, to not fight. It's so, like, just, at this point, I don't want a blow-off match. I just want you to get along. <laughs> You're just annoying at this point. Not not a fun feud. This is just like, we have nothing better, so you guys are going to catfight the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number five, low-light, Brock and Roman Brawl. Okay, that's that's yeah. fine. That, that happens. Yeah. Oh, wait, Brock gets the upper hand. Leaves. No, wait, he doesn't leave again. Commercial. And we come back to more Roman Reigns. <laughs> like, this whole year, maybe that's why we're not as excited for WrestleMania as we should be, because this whole year, like the storylines are just bad. <laughs> they're, they're, they're lackluster. Maybe not bad, but just lackluster. They are. They're going by star power. The, Brock and Roman, they don't know how to build, especially because a lot of us don't want to see Roman in that spot. No. We know it's going to be most likely the main event. Um, and if it is the headliner of WrestleMania... The outcome, again, not a, not much in doubt. Yeah. Uh, it's just, so the same thing. It's like they're trying to build this sympathy for Roman that, you know, take the victory. You've already gotten Roman further than I expected you to. Three, four weeks of beatdowns by Brock is not going to help add to that. No, not at all. No, bro- Roman won't be 100% going into WrestleMania. Yeah, that's wrestling. We know. It's amazing You go back in the Attitude Era How many times Stone Cold was not 100% Going into his pay-per-view matches I'm sure Uh, That's ridiculous Number 4 would be the Michael Cole quote Brock Lesnar is dangerous Possibly the most dangerous man In WWE history I'm sorry Michael Cole, that is not the case The most dangerous man (laughs) in in WWE history Would be Ken Shamrock It was in his nickname
1: (laughs) I knew that's exactly what you're gonna to say too.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like if, I'm sorry, Ken Shamrock had that name. He's the most dangerous man in WWE history, or, or at the very no. least, Kane would be,
1: uh, because
0: yeah. Kane, Kane tried to electrocute a dude's testicles.
1: He set Jim Ross on fire.
0: I mean, to me, Kane should be considered like the the, the best heel in, in WWE. <laughs> if not all, of pro wrestling history because of the dastardly things he tried to do. He <laughs> should. The guy was talk. so evil, he learned to talk. Right? He just was silent. He used a voice box. Uh, and now he talks just fine. And now he's running for, for politics. He's running for governor or mayor or something. I don't know. Mayor. Yeah,
1: he's running mayor. for
0: something. Which, he's running for office, which we know only evil people do. Right? Yes. Kane is the best heel in wrestling history.
1: I now say. I want to see a match also at Wrestlemania between Brock Lesnar and Ken Shamrock for the title of world's most dangerous WWE
0: star. No contest. Greg the sound guy would be correct in his prediction. Double count out.
1: Double count out. They're all going to die.
0: The guys are both so dangerous that they actually shake hands and both lay down and cover each other at the same time. <laughs> arms just, yeah, they're both side by side on their backs <laughs> looking at the lights. Both arms draped on the other one. Double victory. Oh man. The world's most dangerous men. And then they become tag team champions over the Usos, the New Day, and teams that are actually, you know, deserving.
1: <laughs> but not the Authors of Pain. That's Spe- how they get brought up.
0: If they were the Authors of Danger, that, that's a whole other story. <laughs> uh, number three low light would be John Cena versus Kane in a no-DQ match. It's it, it felt like Cena didn't want to be there. The crowd didn't want to see this. Kane... Probably a step behind where he used to be. Would have been a fine main event back in 2006, maybe, but <laughs> it's for for the main event of Raw here in 2018. Yeah, and that that actually leads to number two a highlight. All of these or lowlights, rather, lowlights yeah. lead into each other. Uh, number two would be being Cleveland, <laughs> and not because oh it's Cleveland they suck no nothing, uh, because so I can't wild, even man. imagine the anger and disappointment when there was no appearance from The Undertaker. Oh, I'm sure. That's I mean, true. WWE saved the Cena and Kane segment for last. I have no doubt people got their hopes up. I mean, Absolutely. even the viewers watching at home probably got their hopes up, but being there in the live crowd in Cleveland, like, oh, Undertaker's going to show up, or the gong's going to hit or something. He's going to show up yeah. in a dark match after the sh- No, nothing. No,
1: nothing. Absolutely nothing. Now, you said it you say what earlier 11 days something like that do we have time to add the undertaker to anything
0: (laughs) i i heavily recommend people go to the big show where greg and i kind of get in this rant i don't even know if we planned it but (laughs) but i'm perfectly fine if we don't see like if the undertaker refuses to answer cena's challenge i will laugh my ass off
1: (laughs) i think that's amazing
0: I can't. I don't expect it, but I would be fine if it was just a face-off, a confrontation, yeah. a brawl between the two at WrestleMania, and not a match. But I, yeah. I think at this point, if there's not a match, there's going to be a lot of disappointment. Is there room for it? No, God, no, no, no. Because no matter what, they're going to be WWE's putting themselves uh, in the wrong spot, in the wrong position. Because <laughs> yeah. if Cena and Undertaker only gets eight minutes. That's not enough respect for those guys. Yeah. If they get forty-five minutes, then that's taking away from the guys who show up every week. That's gonna be the bitching. That's gonna be the yeah. complaint.
1: And none, neither one of those is wrong either. And then
0: really. where do you put them on the card? Oh. For a less than promoted match, uh, we we asked on our Facebook again to just yeah. today about who do you want to see as the main event at WrestleMania. I mean, I think there's a lot of expectations that it's Roman and Brock. Mm-hmm. Some people hold not hope that maybe Asuka and Charlotte it could be the first ever women's main event of WrestleMania. And some people hoping the wrestling quality, AJ and Shinsky, gets to be that main event. But some people did suggest that if Cena and Undertaker is officially made because of the star power, that's the main event. Thoughts on that?
1: Uh, no. I mean, a storyline that gets thrown together... A week out doesn't get the main event WrestleMania. I don't care who's in it.
0: Um, what if it's The Undertaker's last match?
1: We thought last year was The Undertaker's last match.
0: What? If, okay. Hypothetically, <laughs> if they promote in this next 11, 10 days, if uh-huh. they promote Undertaker's coming back for one more match, does that change any of your opinions?
1: Possibly. But then they'd they'd have to give it time and man I don't the Undertaker wasn't great against Roman I can't imagine a year later him being any better against Cena.
0: That's why I'm okay with it being a brawl, a yeah. confrontation. But I, that's gonna be a disappointment at this point. If Undertaker doesn't come out, then you know th- then people are gonna be disappointed. They've they've built it up, so he's got to show up. But he's still not on promotional materials. Which no, isn't make all. it or break it, card subject to change, but of all the big stars, and maybe in hindsight after WrestleMania, they add him to post-materials like the DVD cover and stuff like that. Yeah. Maybe they do that, but like you said, Undertaker, I mean, it's, it's a good matchup. Star power's there. What's on the line, though? If it's Undertaker's last match, okay, it's your last chance to see Undertaker. doesn't matter if he wins or loses. You're just enjoying him before he goes away. Yeah. Conversely if it is his last match, you are now promoting that with less than two weeks before his last match. The uh, biggest star, the biggest character that you've had in, in pro wrestling history gets less than two weeks of bye-bye promotion? Oh, man. I, I can't imagine that the case. No, A- I can't and, and somebody said on Twitter, I believe, that, well, it'll be his last match, but his send-off happens next year at the Hall of Fame. I could see that, I guess. But even yeah. then, I don't think that is right.
1: No, I don't think so.
0: If Undertaker knows it's his last match, and we and we know it's his last match, and maybe the announcers tell us maybe we as fans just know somehow, but if it's his last match, it needs to be promoted. You need to get the casual fans in on this. Oh, yeah. You want to get those numbers up for the network or the pay-per-view orders or whatever source... Uh, you try to watch this show. You need to get that up, and oh, and saying it's the, your last chance to see the Undertaker in action, live. That's that's it. That's how, that's how you do it. You you promote that. You don't have him show up. Now maybe it's not his last match, but then again, okay, Undertaker Cena. What's a, What's at stake?
1: Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like Undertaker is being promoted for that show in Saudi Arabia. So, what what do they do? Like. WrestleMania is his last match, last chance to see him in the United States.
0: Um, right. And they even said yeah. that uh, greatest Royal Rumble mm-hmm. will be tele or will be shown yeah. streamed yeah. on the network. So it's not like we can't see him again.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then what happens if he's in that Rumble? He'd be like, well, Rumbles don't count. Those are multi-person events.
0: It counts. It counts. If, if I... Asuka's tag uh, matches on Mixed Match <laughs> Challenge on Facebook are are considered a part of the streak, then yeah, Rumbles matter.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: Maybe they promote it's Undertaker's last WrestleMania, but that's just a weird thing to promote if we know he's yeah. going to wrestle at the Greatest Royal Rumble next month. <laughs> it's like, we know it's his last WrestleMania. Like, if you want to promote it's the start of the farewell tour... Okay, I yeah. get that. It's still a little odd that you wouldn't promote that further in advance before WrestleMania, the yeah. the show that solidified him as an icon, a legend, a, one of the all-time great, whatever. It, it's it's just odd. It, it, the whole situation's odd. Uh, I, I was mentioning this around the work, and I know we're running a little long here, so I'll try to, yeah. to shorten this up here. Um, I would love it if, if Undertaker still doesn't answer Cena next week. Cena calls him out at the beginning of Wrestlemania nothing and Cena starts interrupting matches <laughs> like he, he takes over the battle royal or if he's not even in the Andre the Giant royal yeah. but he tosses everyone else out and just starts <laughs> losing it because the Undertaker didn't show up
1: that would be amazing
0: and then I don't even know what that culminates towards if he somehow wins a belt or if like a Braun Strowman or somebody gets tired of his crap and beats him up I don't know but that, it, tell me that would not keep you intrigued. That you're like, oh, okay, gosh. Cena is losing his shit right now.
1: That would keep me on. That would get me excited for, you know, seven hours of WrestleMania.
0: Yeah. You never know what he's going to do next. Because oh. Cena's so desperate. to do, Like, he keeps saying he's going to be a fan. But just yeah. let him lose it a little bit. That I would love that. But are they gonna do that WrestleMania? Most likely not, but can you imagine if they did? Oh man. Oh man, so good.
1: <laughs> he jumps in the women's battle royal, just throwing women out of the ring.
0: Or 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 he's just like, you know, Nikki's not even promoted, but he you know yeah. he, he even forces his own wife, fiance, <laughs> to get involved in this little madness.
1: Get in there and eliminate all them until they get me the Undertaker. Oh God
0: like he names himself. I guess we got Shane McMahon promoted as Daniel Bryan's partner, but I do yeah. wonder if WWE is has something else up their sleeve. Hmm. Uh if there's a plan B cuz I get I don't the, the whole Shane thing. It, a lot of people really think it's real. A lot of people think it's storyline. I think it's real with WWE hoping that he's good yeah. to go by then, but I know a lot of people have had hernia surgeries and stuff and they yeah. they can't get back to action that quickly. No, no. Uh so I wonder if there is a plan here. And it'd be great, like if Cena names himself Daniel Bryan's partner. Uh <laughs> it just it just loses it. You know, he, he names yeah. himself Braun Strowman's partner. <laughs> yeah, you know, like of of us longtime fans, Cena in this role is not our first choice. We'd love to see no. somebody else lose their crap, but you know, or like Cena does get that like that gong at, at WrestleMania, and the crowd loses yeah. it, and then uh, you find out it's Samoa Joe returning, <laughs> and it's Samoa Joe screwing, effing with the crowd, and then he beats the hell out of Cena. Oh God, that'd be so good. not even a match like, again, just a confrontation. Oh. So Undertaker doesn't no, show up, but Samoa Joe gets that huge heat.
1: Oh God,
0: I got so many ideas. Want- Vince, Vince would shoot them all down. I'm sure.
1: I'm sure, but now I want Samoa Joe to make an Undertaker entrance with, like, just a shorter, larger dude with a hat and a trench coat, and everyone's just like, oh, my God, and then he starts taking stuff off, and you're like, what the hell?
0: Well, you could easily do that at WrestleMania. You could have somebody impersonate Undertaker for most of the entrance because you turn down Mm -hmm. the lights, and the pyro is limited these days, so maybe there's not as many flames or the smoke the fog is just so heavy at uh, the camera angles us at home. We may not be able to tell most of yeah. the crowd and attendance won't be able to tell because they are miles away from the action. <laughs> so only the people up close will know. And that's it's going to be they're going to have a very short window to go online and tell their friends that's not really the Undertaker. Oh, man. And so you could probably get pretty far with somebody impersonating the Undertaker at WrestleMania before you realize it's not him.
1: I mean, you just keep your head down so the hat is low. The and fog. The fog. The lights sank. are down.
0: Oh, oh yeah, you could eat us at home. Yeah. Will never know.
1: No, and then at the end they pan up and it's Samoa Joe. My God, that would rank as good as the Mark Henry retirement promo <laughs> for just swerving the hell out of me. Oh my God, I want this to. If this doesn't happen now, I'm
0: gonna be pissed. <laughs> I got and your I, hopes I, up. I'm sorry. I, I
1: kind of I blame you now. Man.
0: Cuz you also need a heal. You're going to need somebody who's willing to take that insane amount of heat. Yes. And Joe seems like that guy that would live it up.
1: He absolutely would. Oh.
0: <laughs> Cena uh, doesn't know what to do, and then you can address uh, the whole Undertaker situation later. Yeah. Oh. Maybe you even say that Undertaker was there and ready to answer the challenge and joe attacked him backstage
1: that's where we got the hat and stuff oh god
0: fuck now do we get a undertaker joe feud i don't know but uh Uh (laughs) we'll worry about those details later uh number one low light by the way we haven't even gotten to the low light uh (laughs) the list uh weeks weeks of solid 205 cruiserweight tournament action and we're back to the same cruiserweight crap on raw
1: I mean they actually showed up this time cuz they've been off for all for a couple weeks.
0: Yeah, 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 they showed up. They they showed up. It was uh, Mustafa Ali and Cedric teaming together, you know, opponents Uh-oh. at WrestleMania teaming together beforehand. That's never of been course. done. Um against uh, Drew Gulak and TJP, I believe? Okay. Yeah, it's it's it was I would say a step above the typical 205 live action we get on Raw, but it, it was <laughs> Easily notches below what we've seen on 205 Live recently. Yeah. Oh, that's easily. Sucks. And the crowd was silent for it, rightfully so. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh. yeah. And they, they had Drake Maverick doing commentary, and he was really good at commentary, but that live crowd still has no idea what's going on on 205 Live. Yeah. Yeah. Three that and a half lightning bolts out of a possible six for Raw. Uh, moving on, because again, we're running a little long here. It's your. <laughs> SmackDown recap.
1: Talking the good and the bad of the Blue Brand.
0: No, we don't have a world title, so we're gonna call a universal title <laughs> and a galaxy title. These guys are gonna be the Milky Way tag team champions. It's your SmackDown recap.
1: Four and a half highs, four and a half lows for the two-hour program. Uh, SmackDown highlights uh, highlight four and a half. Fandango running laps away from Dolph Ziggler. That may not make sense to you unless you watched it, but in the match, uh, Tyler Breeze faces Dolph Ziggler. They start, Fandango is obviously on the outside. Ziggler starts to run. Fandango thinks he's being chased and continues to run around the ring. Breeze and Ziggler get back in. Fandango continues doing laps until he actually gets winded and starts to cramp up like at least so. 2 or 3 yeah 2 or 3 laps around the ring not being chased at all by anyone uh it was quite funny when it started happening
0: yeah and it, uh <laughs> it's that's the that that's the humor that is probably kept those guys around because character-wise yeah. WWE gave up on on him and uh breeze quite some time ago oh yeah for sure quite some time ago
1: uh highlight number 4 Shelton Benjamin actually getting a main event spot against Shinsuke Nakamura. I think it's a great use of Shelton Benjamin. They kept promoting that they've never wrestled before in WWE. So I'm pretty positive that they've wrestled before in Japan, which is good. Let Shinsuke Nakamura show off his stuff against someone with a similar skill set that can go with him. It helped uh, promote AJ Styles, the match with WrestleMania, Shelton Benjamin did his job well, I thought, in that main event spot.
0: And the post-match action sets mm-hmm. up our main event for next week. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, so WrestleMania opponents once again get to tag up together.
1: <laughs> Which, like we said, never been done before. Never been
0: done. Brand new to 2018.
1: Uh, highlight number three. Daniel Bryan making the challenge official for WrestleMania with him and Shane McMahon against kevin owens and sammy Zayn, but since they are smackdown is the land of opportunity if sammy and kevin win they are back on smackdown if they lose they are fired which i take to mean they're going to raw
0: <laughs> well i would welcome kevin owens back to my show that i cover on a week-to-week basis yeah. uh it, it's It'll be interesting. That right there puts weight on this match. Because again, I, you you would assume that Daniel Bryan's return, he's mm-hmm. going to win. Big comeback Good. story, right? You just assume, you like the Ronda so, Rousey yeah. thing, it's a surefire victory for the faces. But Absolutely. this now puts it in doubt a little bit. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, you just add that little bit where you're going, hmm. Now, I can see him going to
0: Raw, but. But yeah, at the, the same form. time, Daniel Bryan's a professional. Yeah. Daniel Bryan also, he knows the business. He understands psychology. So how uh, how interesting would that be if he actually takes the loss in his big return? Oh, that'd be amazing. People would be pissed, but at the same time, he's always been an underdog.
1: Yeah, and he knows. I mean, you'd have to realize storyline-wise, there's always going to be the chance for him to get his payback. You get a Daniel Bryan-Kevin Owens feud, that could be
0: fun right now and and my opinion may change by the time we record next week at the wrestlemania special but right now i'm actually expecting daniel bryan team his team him and shane or him and someone else to lose um because he's been out of the ring two years
1: Mm
0: -hmm. yeah he hasn't been active in two years and it could be one of those daniel bryan gets ahead of himself he gets too sucked into the action makes one wrong move and the heels capitalize
1: Now, that's the thing. Are we supposed to buy... Like, we talk about uh, people complaining that Stephanie McMahon isn't a threat. But you have Daniel, who's been out of the ring for over two years. You have Shane, who's currently hospitalized, whether it's storyline or not. There is something wrong with Shane. So you have a guy in a hospital, and a guy hasn't wrestled in two years, against two guys who are really the best of their generation. And... We're expecting Daniel Bryan and Shane to win, I don't know. I, I love the challenge and I love the whole promo where Daniel Bryan throws his cardigan down. That made me laugh like a lot. Well, it's a good challenge.
0: It's, I, I think, there are standards, and this could be a whole nother conversation, mm-hmm. a whole nother social piece <laughs> we could do on a show. Uh, I think it's easier as a male wrestling fan to take male wrestlers seriously, male characters. So Shane McMahon, oh, he's jumped off the cage, he's jumped off the set, he's gone toe-to-toe with AJ Styles, which at that time we bitched and moaned about. But now, well, it's Shane McMahon, yeah, he can go toe-to-toe with them. But Stephanie, who has been booked to go toe-to-toe with so many females in the past, well, she's a woman, and I think there is, not in every case, I'm not saying everybody's guilty of it, but I think there's a prejudice that there are double standards. Stephanie, will always have to work further for her spot. But Shane, well, he's a McMahon. He's a McMahon. He's fine. Yeah, exactly.
1: I agree with that. Uh, Highlight number two was Rusev getting the pin in his tag match on Randy Orton and being added to the United States Championship match at WrestleMania. Yes, I know I complained about all the (laughs) multi-man matches, but damn it, this is Rusev. And damn, do I love Rusev in WrestleMania, and I hope he wins the title. I think that'd be amazing.
0: was like, dare I get my hopes up for that?
1: Right? I know. Like, we, we keep hearing rumors they're going to pull the trigger on Rusev Day after WrestleMania. Mm, a title would be a nice way to get that started.
0: It would be. It would be. I, I'm glad that they added him to something that wasn't just the Battle Royal. There is something yeah. of... A bit more importance, I would say. Um, and, and it makes sense for what he's been doing recently. But he has been one of the most popular characters here in 2018. And just putting him in a battle royal would be disappointing. And especially if he didn't win that battle royal.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So there's at least a uh. chance that he gets screwed over in this match. And there's even more support for him. And they maybe mm-hmm. finally, officially give him a face run or he wins that title, and it's well-deserved for a guy who has sold more merchandise than this year than almost every WWE superstar. Absolutely. So I, I agree with you. I don't like all these multi-person matches and these triple threats and these four corners, but his inclusion makes sense, where most do not. <laughs> like yeah. the Bludgeon Brothers, I'm sorry. They don't make sense to be in a title picture at WrestleMania, in my opinion.
1: Nope, not yet.
0: No. Uh, good team. No. They're doing their gimmick well, but it, it should be the other teams that have been around more than a month or two.
1: Yes, which was actually a, a, a low light of mine.
0: Oh, um, I'm sorry. I'm a jerk.
1: Uh, it's okay. It's fine. Uh, number one highlight, uh, the very end of SmackDown, Nakamura, i want to say it, he booped AJ Styles. <laughs> he was yeah. like, boop how you show dominance. You walk up to another man and you boop them. And freaking Nakamura. AJ Styles is on his knees. Nakamura set up for the Kinshasa. Runs in. Stops. Laughs at him. Boops him on the head. And he he made him his bitch. That's what happened. Like... <laughs>
0: WWE is like you know what we're gonna be honest we're just letting you guys wrestle at Wrestlemania we have no idea how to build your feud you guys do whatever the F you want
1: yes and this is what they
0: came up with Shinsky's like I'm going to boop you and AJ is like all right cool
1: okay yeah oh god
0: (laughs) I trust you all right
1: you're so emotional that's why you won't win oh my god
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah, I, I, I cannot wait. I mean, I'm actually probably more excited for our prediction show than I actually am <laughs> WrestleMania. I have so many thoughts on all of these feuds.
1: Oh, God, I can't wait. Uh, Lowlights, though, for the SmackDown brand. Lowlight, four and a half. The crowd having no clue what a Tom Tom or a Garmin is. <laughs> and if you don't understand even what I'm talking about, the New Day mentioned their road to WrestleMania and how they were putting their map coordinates into a tom tom or a garmin and that's what people (laughs) used you know 10 years or so ago before you know maps were in your phone so
0: that's the
1: crowd was like "Eh?"
0: yeah yeah oh it's it's fun we we new day has always walked that line of (laughs) retro homage and being current you know, with them, you know, their their Halloween costumes of Akeem and, and, and all those guys. Yeah. I mean, like, That's they've true. done some classic stuff very well and, mm. and are still very current. And this is one of those times where, you know, <laughs> that retro, we appreciated it, but I don't know if, if the general audience did.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, this is the one that you had mentioned. Lowlight number four was the Bludgeon Brothers being included in the title match at Mania. When really all they've done is beat a bunch of jobbers and have one run-in with the New Day and the Usos. And that's continued for like two weeks, three weeks tops, and now suddenly they're in a title match at WrestleMania, which I like them. I don't think they deserve this storyline right now.
0: Talented duo. Talented duo. Yes. I agree. The timing is odd. It's something fresh for WrestleMania, which... Yeah, we complain about some of these other matchups, Brock and, and Roman specifically, feeling stale. That there's not a, a lot of surprise or intrigue with it. So the Bludgeon Brothers being included in this tag feud is, is great. But we really thought the tag division was making some progress over the last year, really forming some solid teams. And if you look at SmackDown and Raw, neither of these matchups are what they could have been built to be.
1: Oh, exactly.
0: Yeah. I mean, Raw doesn't even... Right now, it's not even a tag match. It's a handicap match right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A- and it's the best worst-case scenario for Braun Strowman. And there's intrigue in it. But at the same time, you look at all the tag teams that they've tried building up over the last year, and this is what we have at WrestleMania. Yeah. On either side.
1: Yeah. Um... Uh- Number three lowlight uh, kind of ties into that is uh, forcing storylines onto people just to try and get something for WrestleMania. Um, you saw it with the Bludgeon Brothers there, kind of shoehorning them into the tag title picture. I'm pretty sure Tyler Breeze and Dolph Ziggler feuded on SmackDown because they had the same shirt on. Like, there's... Trying to give these people reason... Trying to make us care about characters for the Andre the Giant uh, Memorial Battle Royal... That you haven't put on TV in weeks to months. Why are you gonna to try to force me to care about him two weeks out, when you should have been trying to maintain me caring about them all year? I don't. I don't get it.
0: You know, you mentioned Dolph Ziggler, who's a part of the Andre the Giant, the Dre. Mm-hmm. Um, that reminds it's me true. of a low light I actually thought I had on my list, but I just now realized I didn't. But for days, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to talk about that. I, it's on my low light list. But I, but for some reason, it's not on there. Uh, Michael Cole on Raw this week was promoting. They showed the first graphic of the revival and Baron Corbin and Mojo Raleigh and some other guys as the first official entrance for the entre yes. the Giant. And they said, oh, all well, the winners career will change as as they move on to stardom. Winning <laughs> this could could change your career. And the center of this graphic is Baron Corbin and Mojo Raleigh. <laughs> I'm like, did you just seriously with a straight face talk about how winning this can change the trajectory <laughs> of your career? And then the two centerpieces are two former winners who are back in this match.
1: Oh, God, I completely forgot Mojo Raleigh won last year.
0: But that your Dolph Ziggler reference or imagine, yeah. just reminded me of that. It's like, yeah, Ziggler could win this match. Cool. But it's not going to do a damn thing for whoever wins uh, unless no. it's somebody I love feel like if a Heath Slater wins the Andre, the giant, then yes, there's a chance things could happen. Yes. Cause they're going to use that as, Oh my God, that's a shock victory. Absolutely. Heath Slater just won, but if Baron Corbin wins again, that's not going to do a damn thing for him. No, no.
1: Uh, low number two. Are we over Randy Orton yet? Can he, can he go away? I don't, I don't need him in my WrestleMania match. I don't need him on SmackDown. Oh, like he—he he was wrestling Bobby Roode at, or tagging with Bobby Roode, and he blind tagged, came in, kind of had an altercation, and immediately sucked the charisma out of everything going on in the match. No,
0: no, he's very charismatic. So many oh. people will will argue that when I ask why people like uh, Randy Orton, be like, oh, he's charismatic uh so, so obviously, you're misreading his sucking the air out of the room. It was intentional,
1: yeah apparently i I would like to ask those people if they know the definition of charismatic
0: I'm like even it's so weird, even Bret Hart's like oh he's so he's so good in the ring, he's very uh thought out, he's very thorough, he's very charismatic. And I'm like, Brett, I love you dude, but no. <laughs> Maybe he maybe might. he is. Maybe he does think out his matches more than I realize, but Charisma and Randy Orton have never been a combo.
1: It's not hard to think out your matches when it's like, rest hold, rest
0: hold, <laughs> arm bar. Let my opponent do all the work, RKO'd yeah. out of nowhere.
1: Exactly, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. You I got it. I, I would be okay with him moving on too, but he's got star power and the amount of love that still exists for Randy Orton boggles my mind.
1: Yeah, wow. Uh.
0: And I was like, we could we need to get Rob Schamberger on again. <laughs> yeah. Rob Schamberger and his wife are Orton fans. They are. Uh and we maybe we need to talk to him. Like I know he's a fan of Orton the person, uh which yes. you know, Orton's come a long way. Dishonorably discharged from the military very young and immature, has seemingly come a long way. So maybe that's a big point, a big factor, but they seem to like his wrestling and I we seriously need to ask Rob why <laughs>
1: Rob, without affecting your status with the company, can you explain to us
0: No, well, this is a good thing. It's a good thing he would be explaining why, rather than, why do you hate this individual? Please tell us why you and Triple H don't get along, which is not true, by the way.
1: Yeah, yeah, let's not not put that out there. Uh, Number one low light, though, I think is Charlotte being injured. They haven't said exactly what's happening with Charlotte, but if it's legit, which I believe it is, how does it affect WrestleMania? I think they're just keeping her off TV to kind of get her ready for WrestleMania. But it sucks when trying to build something with Oscar, especially when your challenger doesn't speak great English. To so, try to sell it to an American crowd. Just...
0: So so what I um you've come across like you listen to the big show which was recorded at this time a day ago, me and Greg the sound mm-hmm. guy. So uh, we talked about Charlotte and all this stuff, but it's amazing what 24 hours can do. I'm right. looking at WWE.com, not seeing it on the website right now, but maybe it's there. I read somewhere that Charlotte's injury was not a big threat. It was dental work. Oh. So, and and that makes a little bit of sense that she mm-hmm. needs to get some work done or a tooth pulled. Then you take a couple of days off, you take that weekend off. Yeah um and so that she is good to go she's back in the mmc next week uh and that this injury this this medical thing was an emergency but not a match threatening one okay that's if, cool if that's true then yeah then awesome good i i don't want to see her miss this big event
1: yeah that's where i was like damn that's the worst luck ever really
0: yeah. I had a lot of concerns. You listen to the big show. I had a lot of concerns about this, but it sounds like it was just some dental work. If you've ever gone through tooth pain, you understand that's one of the worst yeah. pains because you could do nothing about it.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Um, so hopefully that's it. Hopefully what I read was true. That's all it is. And, uh, her and Asuka get to tear down the house. Yeah.
1: So, uh, overall for SmackDown, I give it a three and a half out of five. Um, Definitely low lights, but the matches I thought were very well done and built towards WrestleMania pretty well.
0: Enjoy it while you can. Next week is going to be very talk worthy. Oh yeah, it will. A lot of I mean the the week before WrestleMania, it's great to be a part of those shows because you get to see a lot of the big stars if you're live in attendance, but wrestling wise you don't see much.
1: That's very true.
0: A lot of talk segments coming up in this next week, including a WrestleMania prediction show, which I'm sure will be very talky as well. <laughs> a lot of opinions, a lot of matches to cover and a lot of opinions. So uh, I'm looking forward to that because I think I'm going to make some picks that people aren't going to agree with.
1: Yeah. Are, are we doing uh, NXT as well?
0: Probably. Okay. Uh, I, I want to say yes. Um, will it be on the low blow? Maybe. And maybe we'll make yes, it sure. a, an app show or, or a uh, Patreon show. There we go. I think that to be, makes some sense to do it that way. Uh, so we'll see we'll keep you posted make sure to follow us on all the socials and uh, we'll give you the updates either way expect nxt takeover that those predictions will happen in some form next week and wrestlemania and uh, make sure to watch our patreon and the app both this weekend as uh we got a, a spare change coming up Uh wrestlemania i love the manias from dangerous dave gonna be on the app and then uh, i'm gonna host another patreon show this weekend so uh, stay tuned to all of that And uh, happy Wrestlemania season to you From all of us here at Wrestling Audio Hey this is the king of the mountain Jeff
1: Rayne. This
0: is Big Daddy B Hey this is your Olympic throw, Kurt Angle
1: Find us on iTunes Search for Wrestling Audio
0: Wrestling Audio, Wrestling Audio. Wrestling Audio. Com- com.
1: Subscribe your feed Then tell your friends